Good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to our Raw Conversation podcast, where we talk about everything and nothing. Let's introduce ourselves. My name is Jean-Marie Ayers. My name is Amy Sullivan-Ryan. And I am Dr. Kiri Skirtlaw. Yay. Okay. So the question of this morning, we're basically raw. This is conversation. There's nothing that we've prepared for. We are digging into the conversation called what keeps your lights on. And we don't mean what do I do so that I can afford to pay the light bill, but that comes up. So we really want to dig in what keeps your lights on. And at any given time, we're just digging in and then we're going to have a 30 minute conversation. And even if we're in midstream, I will cut you guys off. <laughs> okay. Perfect. All right. All right. Good. So what keeps your lights on? It's funny when you ask that question, my mind went, I don't even know what's turning them off in this new environment, right? <laughs> of the virtual world that we're living in. I catch myself just out for like hours. And then I looked, okay, so when am I coming back? And it really is when I'm engaged in conversation with loved ones. My sister called earlier and I was talking to her and we were reminiscing and all of a sudden I was just alive. My lights were on and almost to the point where I didn't want to say goodbye. Like I feared what was on the other side of saying goodbye to her, right? Because of the way I was before she called. Yeah, and there's really no right answer to what keeps our lights on. I mean, you could also ask the question, what really lights you up? I mean, I don't really want to use the word inspire because it's overused. It's so overused. How far can we go? I mean, first of all, we do have to recognize that we're somewhat dead most of the time. Right. And we've all heard that expression, the lights are on, but nobody's home. For me, it's what grabs my attention, right? And then... How fast can I feed the information to it? Sometimes something will grab my attention and then I get distracted and I can't come back to it. And then it's just gone. And then sometimes something will grab my attention and I can dive into it. And then that's what turns the lights on. And then I can explore it and I can see where it can go. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's just never ending. And I can find a whole world existed that I maybe didn't even know was there. Can you give us an example, Amy? Yeah, like I can actually think that I can be present with people. And I think that I'm really there with them. And then I actually figured out that I really wasn't. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Now I've actually learned how to be present with somebody and it's amazing the difference when you really are present to somebody in that exact moment and what they have going on in their life such as my friend john rondo his dad passed while i was gone on vacation a couple weeks back he's been sharing with me the journey of his father headed towards the end of his life and When I got back from vacation, I said, how's your dad doing? And he said, he passed. And I felt bad. And I was standing in his office and he said, I want to show you something. He said, 
I got to show my dad my new car. And he'd just gotten a brand new Porsche 911 of 2022. And he pulled it up to the front of his dad's house. And his dad, with his walker, took him 25 minutes, made it out front of the house to see the car. And there's a picture of his dad looking at his brand new car. And I'm standing in John's office and I'm crying because I really got what this picture meant to him. This was the last picture he had of him and his dad. And what a monumental moment this was in John's life to share the achievement of actually being able to share this with his dad. He never got to take him for a ride in the car or anything. But his dad passed three days later. But oh my gosh, I actually got that. Before, I would have been like, oh, that's a nice picture. Mm. And I would have just sloughed it off and gone on. Yeah. But instead, I've got tears running down my face because I can actually really be present to the fact of what this moment was for John. And being able to find those moments and really dive into that really being able to connect to that is amazing and like really finding something to dive into with somebody and it's not like you choose to do it with every subject matter or every person because oh my gosh we would be exhausted if we did this all the time but it's incredible to be able to do that okay but what you're saying right now and listening to you I could hear anyways, you were even in that moment just now. And I have had so many people pass away in my life since 2019 that now I just have a program for grief and for sharing in the grief with others. I can't say honestly, authentically that my lights come on. Right before we all got together, a friend of mine was sharing that her husband died. And I said something to her like, oh, sweetie, I'm so sorry. She was crying. And I have a program for that. But I can't say until we got on here and Jean-Marie said, what turns your lights on? And what keeps them on? My lights were so not on. And I was just kind of going through the motion. Never, Amy, did I hit the place that you are right now. I was looking at how I've gone deeper into this virtual world. Seriously, ladies, I don't even have to put makeup on on my Zoom meetings when I go on because there's a filter for eyebrows and lipstick. I'm like, oh, I can just roll out of the bed and brush my teeth and get on a call. And it's becoming more and more of a challenge. And I don't mean that like difficult, but really like poking the whole construct of the life I'm in for the test to see if my lights are on. Am I really on? And am I really lit up, whether it's a cause, whether it's time with my family, that sort of thing, and challenging myself to do that, like flip the lights on myself. Yeah, but then we have to ask a question. So first of all, when Amy, you were sharing about that last photograph, it reminded me, my daughter is now 24. And about two months later, I said, I'm going to take a photo of her with her grandfather, her dad's father. I did not know that was the only photograph and the last photograph ever. Mm -hmm. I treasure that one photograph because looking at that photograph, I have the backstory of it. 
But now, if we look at what keeps your lights on, what lights you up, what inspires you, we're looking at right now in this conversation. I'm not sure it's exhausting, Amy. I, I would disagree with you, but we're not here to disagree or agree. But maybe what exhausts us is when they're not on. I would agree. Yeah. I will agree with you on that, Jean-Marie. I think what exhausts me is I don't have a problem at all going to the infinity of being in the moment, of doing whatever it takes to be here right now for all of my people. I don't care. If we got to do whatever we got to do to be here, show up, be here for everybody, I'll get up, I'll drive across town, I'll do whatever it takes to show up for everyone right now. I think what exhausts me is I expect it of everybody. Oh, <laughs> Oh my gosh, my lights are on. Where are yours? Yeah. I was on a train in London like many years ago, and I still remember this. Why well, I could hear, I never saw them, but I could hear, hey, if I'm serving others, who's serving me? I, I just remember right. hearing somebody. If I'm here for others, who are the others here for? And then yeah. also them bringing their A game. That's kind of what I got from what Amy was saying. I typically get worn out because I'm bringing my version of my A game and I'm looking at other people and they're not. I don't get worn out bringing my A game. I get disappointed when others won't show up for others. I don't have a problem. I'll continue to do what I'm going to do. It doesn't bother me. But don't fuss. Don't whine. Don't say that you can't make a change, don't blame that the world is the way it is or your life is the way it is when you don't get up and do something about it. I guess well, their lights aren't on. Here's the deal. That's you looking at them. Absolutely. From when it's about you. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so it's a little tricky. Um, so first of all, we're live. This is our first podcast. People listening in. I want to make sure we acknowledge it, our listeners that you're in this conversation with us. What keeps your lights on? What lights you up? However way we want to put it. But we also, we're demanding that when it comes from our view, if it's from our view, for sure you're going to get disappointed. For sure, you're going to be bothered. I mean, that's why we've got who we've got on this podcast right now, as in Amy Sullivan Ryan and Dr. Kerry Skirdler and Jean Marie Ayers. And we're not even prepared for this conversation. And we're prepared for this conversation. Exactly. And how far can we go with this? Like, if we're looking out at others and we're not about me, I say we can be present in the conversation and that it takes nothing. But, you know, even now, I really don't know. I have no clue in this moment. How can I be with you, Dr. Kerry? How can I be in this conversation lit up in this conversation? I'm pretty lit up because we're acknowledging other people are listening to this private conversation. I'm lit up that way. Right. I want our listeners to be engaged in this conversation. And maybe you got opinions right now. Like, how is this going? Is this going okay? I mean, it really takes some thinking to begin to ask that question of ourselves. Do we really know what lights us up? Have we been dead most of our years? Yeah. There's this 
whole world, too, of expectations as to what should light us up. You know, we're approaching a holiday season. There's going to be gift giving. And people assume that something should light you up without asking. When you ask the question just then, Jean-Marie, how can I light you up or carry impact you with being lit up? And it really is a matter of asking that question. Most of the time, we don't. We don't inquire. We have some opinion about people not being lit up, some expectation or something. You know what's really great? I was actually... You know me, I get all prickly when people are not lit up. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Hey, are you lighting me up? I didn't know I had to light you up. Exactly. Yeah, especially when we're going into the holiday season, we've got some parties to go to and, yeah. I was just at a Christmas party last week, ladies, and I get out the car and I'm walking and I'm talking myself into being lit up. I have to go in here bringing it, right? Right. You know, yeah. And- yeah, but listen, Amy, don't you and I expect Dr. Kerry to light us up? Oh, she cannot walk in the room and be like Debbie Downer. No. Nope. No. And that's been since high school, by the way. Glide along the wall and maybe stand in the corner. Nope. When she walks in the room, it's like showtime. Yeah. What's expected of Gary. Well, that's the only reason we have her on this podcast, by the way. Absolutely. (laughs) Right? I brought my matches, my torch. (laughs) Yeah. Now, we cannot hear our listeners right now because they're listeners and we're being listeners to each other. But what would we have to really deal with? To, I mean, we're continuing to go through a pandemic. I was in Seattle, Washington. I got to tell you, it is the really strangest place. Everything is masked up. You've got to show your vaccination card. And yet there's homeless. And I mean, at one point, do the homeless light me up? Or do I ignore anything to do with the homeless? If we look at every issue on this planet, and there are millions of billions of issues, are there issues that light us up? Or there are some issues. I mean, I was in a conversation with a friend I've known for 30 years, Maura. And at some point we had to stop the conversation because we were so lit up, but it was a, a conflicting lit up. And could we say we could be what keeps our lights on by attending to issues on the planet. Like if you go to Seattle, Washington, there is a huge issue right now with the homeless. They are anywhere and everywhere. Some of them are just in the middle of the freeway. I don't know how they get to the middle of the freeway, but they're rats. I've now seen families and community of rats. And yet there's been a huge pandemic. and, And I go, well, what about the rats issue? But we can look at what lights you up. You could also go, what irritates you? What irritates you? What can you do about it? So I'm just throwing out something here to see what sticks. Just even what you were saying, that's not anything that I was aware of. And I really think that that is the other side of people not being lit up. When you hear what Amy was saying earlier about her friend and the passing and how in that moment, She really could, I guess we could use the word empathize with her friend. And we don't have enough of that to come out of our own heads and be out here to be concerned about the homeless. I'm startled to hear that. I didn't even know that was happening. And I really think that's because a lot of us are just moving through the motions of our own lives and not lit up, not on fire. That's the other side of it. 
we're very fortunate in this part of the world in yeah. Phoenix. First, we have an amazing weather. And that when I first moved here two years ago, I thought, well, I have no complaints. The weather is gorgeous all the time. The desert is, for me, very pleasing to look at. I love looking at different types of cactuses, different plant life, wildlife, javelinas, the lamps, you know, they're just amazing, bobcats. I just went, how am I going to live without any complaints? Don't worry, right. but it doesn't take long. If you have a spouse and family, that doesn't. They can assist you with that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <Sure>. So <laughs> yeah. if we look bigger than ourselves, where can we go? Maybe there's a creation of what keeps the lights on. Yeah. I spoke to a friend earlier. What do I do so that I can afford to pay the light bill? What can I do to keep myself in life, not just conceptually in life, but actually being in life. Yeah. I know personally for me, people, I actually have to be with people. And the flip side of it, my new biggest irritant is this whole metaverse thing that they're building, you know, the virtual reality world. And yeah, I can't. The virtual real estate, I can't. Yeah. I understand it and I can't even buy into it, believe it, whatever, because it's so separating and taking us away from actually being together as people, the actual human connection. What I personally find that lights me up, like just as that moment of standing in John's office, being with him. I don't know that I would have had the same moment if I was with him on Zoom. Exactly. That's what I was talking about, Amy. Like, seriously, we live in a world where I don't even have to put makeup on. I can virtually apply makeup to my face to show up on a Zoom meeting with you, Amy, if we're scheduled. And you're like, hey, Carrie, you look great. But it's all virtually applied. And when you talk about the lights on Jean-Marie, the light bill and paying that, I think that's really a good place for us to look. What is it that we become subject to if the lights, physical lights, go out in our home? Hey, daylight, it might work, right? But we need that electricity and everything to light up other things in the home or else we're going to be stumbling about, crashing into things, not able to identify our own environment. And yet we don't seem to be present to the lights being out in between our two ears. I've got to tell you, our lights might be off right now. I'm sure mine are. Amy? After the cocktails I had last night, I'm pretty sure mine are. <laughs> in these conversations, we do not know, or certainly I'll speak for myself, I don't know what the intention is other than there'll be a moment when we know we'll have an experience that they're on. That they're on. Let's consider right now that they have been off for the last 25 minutes. Yeah. But the opportunity of in the looking, in the discovery, and we've only just started these conversations, is that we don't even know how switched off we are Mm -hmm. and like if one of you was not on this podcast right now would we notice 
Right. What you were saying, Amy, about was the moment you said the word connect, I just went, oh, yeah. But it's possible to connect on Zoom. It is possible. I don't think we have as a culture yet discovered how to connect on Zoom. It does have an experience like it would look like we're on television. It does, doesn't it? And the whole world is dealing with this right now. But it's not the same as I personally am having a tough time emotionally connecting to Carrie and to you, Jean-Marie. I mean, yes, do I do it to a movie? Sure. So I don't know if one of you wants. Amy, you and I have never inhabited physical space together, right? So anytime she comes on Zoom, I'm feeling all some kind of way, like I'm in love with her, right? And it's because I'm not coming from this moment. I'm coming from the moment that we've been together, right? Right. She's somebody that's in my life and she's done great things for me, assisted me with certain things, right? So that's where the emotional connection is coming from, from what I have in relationship with her already. If we're going deeper into the virtual world with people that we don't know, then yeah, what's the chance that we're going to have that connection? Okay, so one of the things we could start dealing with is, first of all, perhaps the virtual world is all a pretense. Yeah. We're pretending to be something that we're not. If you take that further, how many of us want a certain amount of dollar bills in the bank? And once you acquire that, then you are somebody, but you're still not if you still say something like, it's not enough. Considering this is our first series, the first one, one out of the gate, what do we want to leave our listeners with today? Wonder. Cool. Yeah, I would say wonder. wonder. I love that. And also, really stand up for yourself to be lit up and to not sink into this non-reality reality. If you have to be on a Zoom meeting or something like that, don't just come on with a sports jacket and a tie on and your underwear on the bottom. Really (laughs) show up. (laughs) Right. All right. So to begin to the question, so the wonderment is what would your life look like if your lights were on at any given time yeah like just look around you you're riding the bus what's the person next to you on the seat you know at the bus stop or what are they doing what's their life like I mean we all look around us and we just assume it's us I was in Seattle last weekend and oh my gosh it was hilarious Kennedy and I took the train back to the airport and we're on the train we're going to the airport And I think I'm the only one on the whole train who noticed on the ground is a brand new condom. And it's like, why? (laughs) How can I possibly, 35 (laughs) minutes, I'm watching this condom like friends come around. You know what? And I got to hand it to you, Amy. You know how to finish this conversation. We are 20 minutes in. Because that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, exactly. So, Oh my gosh, she's now showing us. All right, so thank you for our listeners. This is our Raw Conversation series. We look forward to having you with us next week. We're going to start inviting guests. Thank
Thank you, Dr. Kerry Skirdler. Thank you, Amy Sullivan-Ryan and leaving Jean-Marie Ayers. I'll talk to you soon.